how did you um how did you find the, yourself in this like online sphere uh it was very simple there's it's called the come town to red scare pipeline it's a, it's a very <laughs> well how did you find come town uh i think a lot of people during the pandemic they just pop out on like uh these clips these short form clips that people would post I listened to it and then I was like, okay, I'm going to start listening to the podcast. And then, uh, then for, I'm not sure how I didn't even, I think I wasn't even aware of Red Scare. Then I joined a discord group for come town. And then our mutual, I, I was there for about a minute and there were people like screaming, like, I'm not saying that these people are indicative of, of, of a great representation of what the average fan is like, but like, it was just, it was way too chaotic. And uh, my angel, my savior, chief, you know, said, oh, this guy's way too normal, way too innocent, way too impressionable to be on here for longer than five minutes. He said, I'll bring you to another place. That's where I found a uh, server we're in, the empath server. Mm -hmm. My real home. I get, and like, nervous there... posting there. Why? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm very new. I don't know what to say. Say anything, say anything and everything. Okay, I'm inspired. I mean, you're supposed. It's the empath server, right? We're supposed to have empathy. You know, it's this feeling that we have, right? This ability mm -hmm. we have to understand each other. So you can be as embarrassing or as as much as yourself as possible, and people will be there to support you. I mean, look at all the characters we have there: Kaiser, Dang. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Bree is, is great, but I'm, I'm thinking of more like, uh, more of people who are more of character. Uh, me, I guess, you know. Mm -hmm. People of all walks of life, right? Of different opinions, of different uh, ethnicities too, you know? We all come together and we all are just like a community, a very tight community, adjacent to Red Scare. Yeah. From then, I found out about Red Scare. They said, oh, it's this place where you know it's a fun place i don't know i don't want to say too much but yeah that's yeah. how i got to red scare and i found you guys what a pipeline <laughs> and being in red scare brought me to like the wider what do you, would you call it like this podcast community this web this network is there a name for it i i don't know because i wouldn't even say like every like i think Ion every pack red scare come town and then or the adam friedland show and uh, what else it's just like Probably the different. the new york um the new york scene i guess it's just um you know true anon yeah yeah true anon and uh trap or trap house like this like leftist it began with like this leftist dsa kind of network of podcasts and then just kind of went beyond that you know just kept growing because it's really not about like these podcasts or like however these things were formed it's like everybody it's like all branched away from that and it's like people who will come in trying to talk about the show itself it's like it's not what this is about anymore <laughs> or really not what it even is right anyone can join this server but there is some kind of common factor that 
finds people to stay in this community, right? I don't know, half the people in Red Scare don't listen to Red Scare. Maybe in the Comptown servers, they don't listen to Comptown. In the Churanon or Chapel Trap House servers or the Ion Pack servers, I'm sure no one in the Ion Pack server listens to the Ion Pack, Ion Pod or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like something about it, they're like, something about their personalities or our personalities make us uh, bind us together or have us last long enough to be friends with each other. I don't know what that factor is. But... I don't either. That's something to consider. Something to think about. Because I, I like, I just like, it's just our, our little like subculture. I guess. Is that even the right word? I don't know. Yes, I think that's the perfect word to describe our subculture. Very niche subculture. Um, sorry, one. I'm so sorry. I um, I'm definitely having like. I feel so sad. I like wish I lived near all my friends. I wish we could all hang out every day and go out and hit the town. I don't know. Yeah, me too. So you were talking a little bit earlier about like films and like growing up with this. Like what are you growing up with like that kind of to expose yourself to American culture? What were some of your like favorite films as a kid? What are some of your favorite films now? You want me to look through my letterbox? Yeah. I love talking about Letterboxd. Oh, really? Okay. It's going to be exciting. The last movie I logged was Bodies, 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 starring uh, Rachel Sennett, my, uh, my idol. You know how, how uh, foreigners, how Americans have uh, K-pop idols? My, my American idol is uh, Rachel Sennett. And... Uh, Rachel Sennett, it's Kamala Harris's stepdaughter. Um. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, Ella Emhoff. Ella Emhoff. Uh, Alina Haim. Um, I had a list, but it was uh, it's gone. Um, my favorite movie, my favorite director would probably be. I don't know. It was really the top four favorite films on my letterbox are 12 Monkeys by Terry Gilliam, starring mm -hmm. Bruce Willis. Burning uh, by Lee Chang Dong, starring Steven Yuen. Solaris uh, 2002 by Steven Stoderberg uh, with um, George Clooney. And Vanilla Sky uh, by Cameron Crowe with uh, Tom Cruise. Ooh, I guess uh, when I was talking about New York, like my vision or my expectations of New York, a lot of it did come from watching Vanilla Sky like over and over again. Because that's have you seen that movie? I ha that's on my watch list. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's about a, I guess, an eccentric millionaire, billionaire playboy in uh, heir to a magazine fortune. You know, he lives in. New York, you know, and uh, yeah. Um, but also a lot of 
it comes from mm -hmm. like from 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 this book uh the catcher in the rye uh, <laughs> yeah holding caulfield yeah for me my first week in new york when i was there during the summer i just tried to like be like holden caulfield like kind of wander aimlessly through new york just try to meet old friends old acquaintances like a lot of like mentors past teachers and like older students graduates of my high school live in new york like there's a big a lot of people from my past life ended up living in new york so like meeting them kind of felt like me being holden caulfield like this lost boy this uh, angsty young i'm i'm an adult but you know i i, I feel like you know this kind of angst that i want to manifest you know and i uh, go around have drinks at bars talk about life be philosophical or talk about how all these snobs at my school or in my life are just uh what do you call them the snobs they're like yeah, this word for them, I forgot. Um, yeah, the distaste for like the prep school boys, you know. He was very uh, snobbish himself. Uh, taxi driver, you know, sometimes I'd be walking on the streets and I'd imagine myself to be that main character, you know, during my fake cell phase. I'd be like uh, playing the soundtrack in my head you know walking around like yeah the streets are disgusting you know i have to like change my life you know i have to find her you know or something like that mm -hmm. that's interesting just trying to relive these experiences in the movie in my real life that's that's how i kind of saw new york is like trying to live have lived experiences from these movies i've seen that i've been playing in my head and see what it's like it was kind of fun. I mean, it was sad. It was really, time is melancholic, but uh, it was, uh, made me feel alive, you know. That's, that I like that. was one of the times that I was alone and didn't, and felt alive, like enjoyed kind of being alone, like being comfortable being alone. It's important to find comfort in being alone. I think so many people need to have somebody with them at all times i mean i know i feel that way with like boys myself like i have this like deep longing to just have a boyfriend and have him with me at all times but i feel like for the past year i've been very much trying to find comfort and contentment with just myself and like be okay to be alone so I've always relied on other people for my own happiness, but it's it's good to just be content to like be by yourself. Like when I go and take the train to Boston to go to Italy and just see, you know, the the crazy people in Dunkin' Donuts and sit in the park and and write in my notebook. Like, I, it's just nice. I felt the same way when I was in Italy. You know, I I live in a small town, eighty kilometers north of of Milan. And uh, I'd be, I was alone, but I'd find solace in being alone and traveling. And just, you're right, taking the train somewhere just to have like a meal somewhere. Like, it's not about the journey. It's like you're trying to get that pizza or that pasta or that croissant or something or that coffee in this square or in this cafe or in this library. And then, yeah, it's. Uh, um, did you feel like that when you went to, to Toronto? 
I mean, you had friends there, but like you were alone, you were traveling alone, right? So did you feel that kind of contentness? It it was, yeah, I felt like fine. I I felt like if I needed to, I would be able to go out alone and like figure it out. Um, I did at one point, I made like the journey. I stole Ricky's keys and I went and got myself a coffee while she was asleep. But it was just like a nice little like moment just you know i'm in a new area i don't really know where i am but i have my mission i'm going to get an ice cap from tim hortons because i became very obsessed with them on my my trip that's like all i can think about that's all i thought about when i woke up today like i just want to go get an ice cap have you ever had one no no ice cap like uh you put on your head or something <laughs> it's um I, it's like an ice cappuccino, but it's frozen, I think. I think they're called, in Starbucks, they're called frappuccinos. Yeah. Is it the same? Okay, yeah, I've had those a bunch of times, man. It's like 100% sugar. <laughs> it, was so, it was just so good. I think I, I, I almost got diabetes, like childhood diabetes, by taking that in middle school. Fra I, re I really loved the frappuccinos as a kid as well. Those are my favorite things. They're really nice. Oh. Yeah, mocha chip, like chocolate, right? Yeah. Chocolate yeah, mix, yeah. So and yummy. Cream on top. Mm. I love it. I felt a bit childish with like my little drink with whipped cream, but it was so good. I just loved it. I don't know. It's like a snack. It's like an ice cream or something. Yeah. And you you guys have um such different food even in Italy as well. Like I see a lot of people say like Whenever they go abroad, they even lose weight just being on vacation, even though they're eating and indulging more because the food and everything is so much better for you abroad. You saw the tweet, right? You must have seen this because people are walking because <laughs> they're not in their cars. <laughs> they're not driving from downtown to the suburbs, right? They're walking <sighs> from the restaurant to the hotel or the Airbnb or to the museum. Like uh, it's really caloric, the Italian diet, like it's the Mediterranean diet. It's like full of carbs like pasta and bread and like cold cuts but like i guess that's i guess that's offset because you're on vacation there are no cars you have to walk so you know i don't know i think that's it it is true i i've, I've totally had a bad spell of health being in china because the food is not set for me once i go back to italy i'm going to return to to my old self you know I like it. I like to live a little bit indulgent with that sort of thing. As like, I think there's just good balance, but I, I couldn't imagine like going to such a beautiful place and being like, oh, I can't have carbs. I can't eat this incredible pasta because I don't want to have carbs or put this in my body because I might gain what a pound. Like I cannot imagine living a life like that. It's okay. Just walk everywhere and you'll be fine. Like a <laughs> you'll lot lose of walking. weight. Exactly. I love walking. I felt like we were walking so much. And then Ricky made a comment like, oh, I wish we could have walked more. And I'm like, oh, wow. I felt like we walked so much. Were you like Just... about 20,000 steps every day? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was definitely something like that. And I, I love that so much. It so, feels so good to be outside and like be active. Oh, yeah. Today, I took 900 steps 
um versus yeah uh, quite a few like 15,000 17,000 so that's probably why Americans are fat I didn't I leave my so. room <laughs> no so walking you can ask look to Bronze Age pervert he's probably got a chapter on that you know the European life or the med diet or something why people are more fit or in Europe or America <laughs> why don't um, you I mean you talk about traveling alone you know finding solace in that and and you have a yearning to go somewhere right to travel uh, I know it's a bit cliche right but uh, you have people saying they go to Europe for a summer or Europe for a year and they find themselves, you know. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. do you ever think about that to just go to Italy or to, to Spain or, I don't know, somewhere or France for like a year and, and try to, I don't know, try to get to know yourself? You know? I I would love that. I think it's a lot of these people who can do that come from some sort of family wealth where they have the ability to just not work for sec like x amount of time and go travel and just do whatever not have to worry about that sort of thing but like you can be an au pair i could i could i could be an au pair um that's a good idea i think that's been my major like drawback like i don't have that to rely on if I were to run out of money um I would I also just feel guilty with like not working like with my my type of job like I kind of have to work every weekend and that's when you make your money um so I'm trying to like plan a trip where just I want to go to um back to Canada so I'm trying to plan a trip where like I leave after my work shift on like Sunday night and then I come back Friday morning and then go to work that day because I don't want to miss like those prime times for, you know, my income. Um, but that would be a good idea. I mean, I go to online school. I, I know enough people abroad where I could figure it out. I guess it's just the money sort of thing that stops me. And also, like, I guess my family is a bit overprotective, which is very like rightfully so. I, I haven't made the best decisions in my life, like leading to like, you know, I can't really leave my house too, too much, even though I'm an adult. And it's just like being sheltered and like I live in the smallest state in America with like nothing. So I, I do have a very sheltered lifestyle, I would say. Even when I moved, I moved to California and like, I don't know, that was just kind of, I was very in over my head, but I was like 18 and I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't being productive. I, I was just kind of working and living and like have like having a maxed out credit card and that was about my life getting into debt doing you know bad things i don't know that was like a rite of passage for the young americans right for the zoomer american any red white and blue american <laughs> just gotta like move out but maybe maybe i should do that maybe i should figure that out
come visit Marty I mean, I, in Italy. You're more sensible, right? You're right. You, know, you have to, you have a work, you have a career, of study. You can't just throw away your whole life and go to Italy. I wish I could. If the opportunity presented itself, I would completely do it and I could figure it out and I would make it work. But I think I need that little bit of a push to get myself out there for something so... I, I mean, it would be extreme for me, but for something that extreme, I guess. So you're going to Canada? Why not Montreal? That's that's like Europe. <laughs> I That's where I um, want to go next. That's what I'm planning right now. And I, I know where I can stay. Um, I just I just have to figure the logistics out and I'm doing it for sure. Good luck. Yeah, maybe maybe sometime late this month is what I'm thinking. I want to be more spontaneous. And then, you know, I'll do that and then I'll like, all right, Marty, how's Italy? Can we swim in the lake? Fantastic. The weather is perfect. Not a cloud in the sky. The lake is crystal clear. Uh, butterflies flying around, you know. Sounds so beautiful. Pizza's great. The wine is flowing like water. The water is flowing like water. <laughs> uh, nice. What is like your favorite place you've ever visited? A anywhere? Yeah. Um, that's a really hard question because my favorite place is the place I told you about, which is the lake. Like walking from my house down to the lake and then just admiring the view. Because like where I, uh, where I live is like the Alps, well, at the foot of the Alps, Lake Como, and we're. I'm not going to describe too much, but you know, it's, yeah. it's right there. You could see the Alpine Mountains. Switzerland's just, just across. And then uh, you have Italian food. Right? If you go across to Switzerland, it's Swiss food. It's, it's, uh, it's inedible, okay? And it's overpriced. You could just go one mountain before, one valley to the next. No, it's Italian food. Perfect. Wonderful. The wine is great. Um, uh, comfortable the weather is always nice and uh, I guess I spent a lot of summers there too before I moved there for a bit permanently and I always had this nostalgic feeling of going back and just I would I didn't have any friends there so it was somewhere I could be alone and be kind of happy mm -hmm. well, I was also sad there too like really one of my low points in my life but it was somewhere I was comfortable and somewhere that I always will have like if you, there are points in your life that you have bad memories and you don't want to go back to that place. But here, it was I lived the life there, so I always feel when I'm away from there, I always feel nostalgic for it. So, I guess that would be my favorite place in the whole world. It's not the most exciting. It's beautiful, but it it is my favorite place in the world. I like that. That's that's very beautiful. Thank you. Very. How about you? Where's your sweet. favorite place in in this whole? great wide world oh my goodness that's i don't even know if i would have an answer for that um 
can you tell me about Rhode Island? All I know about it is Family Guy. That's and and that one Jim Carrey movie. Like that's it. That's all my favorite. <laughs> Rhode Island. Did, did um, my I'm, I'm trying to think. Did my friend go to Rhode Island? He went to New England, but I don't know if it was Rhode Island, one of the states. But like I have a very narrow. <laughs> so um, what places like. It's one of the thirteen original colonies. So in America's fake founded, I guess. I, I don't really keep up. I don't know anything. Um, oh, interesting. Um, so it's a historical spot, I guess. There's a lot of history here. Um, what about Rhode Island? It's very tiny. I mean, what about you, can... you, where you are? Like, what do you feel okay. when you walking around or going to the places that you like to go? Or... So I, I live in, um, it's kind of, it's the smallest little state. So you can drive, I live towards the Connecticut border. Um, we're surrounded by Boston, like Massachusetts, not Boston, Massachusetts and Connecticut. So you can, I'm next to the Connecticut border in a very small town, um, very small population. It's mainly like beach houses and summer houses. Um, in my area specifically, a lot of people from like New York and Connecticut live here um, part-time. And it's a lot of older people, so it's not very exciting. Um, like there's not many people my age in my area or like it's a very different kind of community or like types of people thought it like they would call it a hick like a kind of a country kid like have you heard that term before yeah a hick like very uh rural they think there's it's yeah it's quite rural um but then you can like go over the beach is like five minutes away you have to drive everywhere we don't really have public transportation I mean, my closest bus stop is like a 20 minute drive from my house. And that would really only take me into the city, which is Providence, which is beautiful. Um, some of like the best colleges in the world are there. Um, RISD is like the best art school in the world, which was where I really did want to go. But it just was not it didn't it was too expensive, um, but it's a great art scene. It's it's just very, very cool. Um, what do I do here? I had a here? friend who went to RISD from my home hometown in China. Mm -hmm. That changed him. He, he yeah. Like a, he, he came back with a ponytail and like with like he did push-ups every day, and then he was talking about. <laughs> I, I throw around this word art ho. Sorry for this. Uh, yeah, the slur. <laughs> yeah, the slur, right? <laughs> Diminutive term, but like. Uh, this is way before I even known it, but as I realize it now, like the, the the people that he was talking about that he had met, that he was describing to me, they were these subculture of people. The art hoes. Exactly. I was like, they oh, all wow, yeah, they great. all live there. Oh yeah, a lot of American girls, man. Oh man, tell me all about the American girls. Oh, they're like this, they're like that, and they're like uh they're like they changed my life, man. You know, I can see, <laughs> I can see from you, you're like totally different, man. You're like a hundred percent like uh Flip the coin, man. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I like. I like to. My favorite thing recently is I'll, I'll go to the beach on a nice day. Um, I probably won't be able to do this for much longer because we're getting all the tourists again. 
so the beaches won't be fun they'll be packed um but i would i would take my little blanket go sit on the beach bring my notebook and just use my phone for some music and and write or read a book bring some coffee um some dunkin donuts i i don't drink dunkin too much actually it's um it's not the greatest but i do like go through phases where I, i'm very obsessed with dunkin and getting coffee from dunkin donuts but I'll, I'll try to go to like a little coffee shop but that just gets expensive or I'll, I'll just make it at home typically with my keurig coffee maker i always drink iced coffee but i mean i'm kind of into the the warm latte now getting back into trying to be espresso. single shot. i have i love espresso I have an espresso machine. Um, I don't know. My life here is quite boring with, you know, I just have my routine of like work, um, online school, see my friends sometimes when I have time. I don't really have an appealing like schedule with my life. So it's hard for me to like do things and, and go out. Like I, I didn't, I'm never able to go out on weekends. I'm always working. Um, which is when all of my friends can go out or like want to go out. Um, and then I have like weird hours. So like I can hang out in the morning, but nobody's awake. Um, that sort of thing. So it's good to have some sort of other outlet for communication, which is like another reason that brought me so online, I guess, back, always circling back, um, I don't know. What do you what do you do in your like day to day life? Well, I had school, so I would just like wake up in the morning, go to classes, spend all my time in the library. If it's squash day, like I play squash two or three times a week. So I, like in the evening, I go play squash at the squash club. Uh, on the weekends this past semester, I would go out with uh, the foreigners. And then we would go hit the bar or the nightclub and get blackout drunk. And then the next day I would try to recount. They, they, they tell me this. They say, Martin, it's the, 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 fun, the most fun thing that has come out of uh, hanging out with you is trying to, trying to recollect, you, not my last night, trying to recollect your last night. Because I, would, I wouldn't remember. And some people remember like what I did. I'm trying to remember things I've done, but... Oh, yes. One time I bought, like, I guess it was a night that, like, we had a lot of kids, a lot of our students together once. Like, it's kind of rare that everyone hang out in this bar. So I decided to buy a, a bottle, like, a marked up bottle of Fireball for everybody. Uh-huh. I mean, the drinks were free. And then I, I was, like, buying pitchers of beer for everyone. And we're, like, I brought, like, shots from the bar and we we're, like, drinking shots. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did that anyway. What is, what is, um, Mark, what is, what do you mean by marked up? Oh, like if you buy a bottle of Fireball from the supermarket, it's like 30 bucks or 20 bucks. And then they'll like, by a factor of three, it'll be like thrice as expensive at the bar. So I shouldn't have done that. Like, oh, wow. 600. Yeah. Spend like a hundred dollars at the bar. Oh my goodness. 
$100 for a bottle of Fireball? You can buy bottles at bars? Uh, no. I mean, I did. <laughs> they asked me, do you want shots? I was like, you know what? There are too many people. It's going to take too much time. Just give me that bottle. And then I just bought that bottle of Fireball. Oh, my God. He's living life. I was just trying to make up for lost time, you know, because of COVID. When I arrived mm. in China, it was like, uh, it was a very difficult period. I'm not going to go into it too much. Yeah. The sensitivity of the issue, but like, it was a very difficult period and very hard to socialize. And then like, afterwards, meeting friends, like everything kind of snowballed to like, the point where like, yeah, meeting all these people, everyone's having fun together. We're all like coming out of like this, this very dark period that you want to party all the time, so. I just uh, was trying to make up for lost time. Next semester, I'm saving the money. I'm not going to do that again. No more bottles of Fireball or vodka or shots for the whole round for the bar. It was really stupid. I know. I, 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 I like to do them. I, I like doing that kind of stuff. I tend to take it too far and like, I will not remember at all what I've done. And I don't want to know. That's typically my, my thing. I'm like, don't tell me. And someone is like, oh, last night. Oh my god, no. There was It's kind of I... fun. It's kind of fun to know what you did sometimes. Yeah. Um cuz I like didn't have uh, the traditional like going to college experience cuz I I graduated high school when COVID happened. So then it was like my first semester of college was online and then I dropped out. And now I'm I'm just choosing to do online school out of like comfort, I guess. I I don't want to like go in person. Um, until I transfer to a different university that's and that's an I don't know I'll figure that out when the time comes but I didn't get to like go out and you know use my fake ID everything was shut down like I just had to stay in home so when I everything opened up and I had these opportunities I was just taking it way too far and like being too crazy and like I didn't get to test like I never tested my limits I just went right into it at being like a psycho going out. So now I don't really do that too, too much, but I, I definitely was good with my moderation this, this past weekend, I would say. When, when you said, when you were talking about your life in Rhode Island, you know, I, I, I could see myself kind of, uh, see myself in a similar, you know, like my life in Italy. I was there for one year. I went to university for one year. It was great. Or like mm -hmm. a year and a half. But then I dropped out. And then the pandemic happened and then I couldn't go back to China. So I was alone. So like I told you, like I said, you know, take a train somewhere, go to the lake, go to the beach. Uh, during the winter, I would uh, go skiing mm -hmm. or, and then the pandemic, I couldn't ski anymore. So I would go like cycle indoors or something. It's a, a lot of solitary activities, but I didn't have any, you couldn't do it out of necessity. Like you had work to do, but I couldn't do it because I couldn't, there was, I didn't know anybody. So. That's where I found the outlet to socialize, which was um, Discord. So, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it was you know trying to live in this small town and try to make the most of it and try to find some kind of happiness in there. And Discord helped me a lot. And then when summertime, then I could enjoy myself and kind of travel around this town I'm in and have this kind of routine, you know, that helps me feel sane, like. Now in China, everything's chaotic. Like I don't cook at all, like very, very rarely. And I have classes and I have like 
exams and papers to do and like it's hard to like take care of myself and like have a and also balance like the social life aspects everything is like in full force like just trying to juggle everything at once it's become really hectic so it's easy to take things too far on your nights out and then when you're trying to make up for lost time it is very very easy it's so bad but I'm, I'm learning my my limits and i understand it's you gotta just take it slow you gotta be normal cool try and to normal. cool and normal exactly that's why that's why i'm just a cool normal girl it's what i want to be i'm trying to put this out there even though you know i'm definitely not but like have you already a answered this question or where did this name come from for your podcast um i was actually writing just for myself one day and i had like i was writing about my life and like how i've always tried to it was just like a i guess like a personal essay and i was talking about like certain behaviors and certain things i've tried during my life of like just trying to fit in because i guess here um it's a very like conformist kind of society um everyone i know is very similar like all of the girls will dress the same and it's like they act the same they have the same few interests they all play sports like or like growing up they would all like play sports and just be the same type of people and i never was into that um i could never like find myself fitting into these things and i would try so hard to but it just wasn't me and like all i just wanted to be was like a cool normal girl and like that's what i, I wrote that and i was like oh i, I kind of like that and then I, I kept using it and i was like all right this is this is it it's, i'm just a cool normal girl and um yeah, then, then I, that's how I got it. So it's just like, I guess, what I've always wanted to be. But I guess, I don't know. I could, I guess I could be a norm, cool, normal girl to somebody. Or, I don't know. Yourself. We all have different thoughts. I Yeah, to myself, I'm, I'm exactly what I've wanted to be. So I'm just myself. And that's that's great. That's enough. I don't need to be like anyone else. That's my that's my way. explanation. Yeah. Uh well not the same way. <laughs> I mean I you I feel just, like you're uh, a girl. Huh? Well I, I feel cool and normal as yeah. in myself. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, just like always different, you know. Even mm -hmm. if everyone around me is kind of different in their own aspects, you know. Uh, everywhere I go, I am like uh, just kind of stick out like a sore thumb, you know, or yeah. in a good way too. But just I never really found people that I uh, could, uh, I don't know, like not assimilate to, but like every, I get along well with people, but I never felt like I had a belonging there, right? I'm always different than others, you know. I'm not a common person. So when I came to Discord, I mean, I would have my best friends, but they were just one here and there, and they would have their own life somewhere else. But like on Discord, 
that's where I feel like I am more or less like everyone else, even with, with our own quirks and, and characters like it. I feel like uh, some mm -hmm. kind of commonality with them. I like that. And you, I would, I would, I would ask you how you got your, your like internet name, but you just kind of use your name, right? Marty Khan. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, Marty. Now this, uh, no, it's just like, uh, so originally my name was Marty Khan. Khan is the word for ruler or king in in Mongolian. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then. Uh, my Instagram handle is Inca Khan. And Inca is like the ruler of the Incas, the indigenous Peruvian uh, group. So it's like a portmanteau, it's like a, you know, this two words combined, representative of my roots. You know, I'm Peruvian and I'm Mongolian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Marty is just a diminutive of Martin, right? It's just a nickname. Yeah. Uh, no one has ever called me Marty in my life. And I thought that was, it's, Fun, funny. Wait, really? I, nobody, nobody calls you that. Nobody. Oh wow. That I've met in my life, no one has given me the name Marty, like a nickname. I guess I didn't want to be like one of those people with like, I don't want to say names, but like I don't know, like some kind of random name. It just didn't feel like I could associate myself with that. I needed something familiar, yet different. My name is Martin. Why not try Marty and then Khan? That's part of me, but it's also something interesting. So. Mm -hmm. now i just go by marty i used to always use my like real legal name on everything and then i, I realized i shouldn't do that with like certain things that i get involved with and figure find myself doing so i i changed my I've, discord name very I've early on lexi before but i've never i i just just recently i i learned that it was a diminutive of alexa <laughs> like it never crossed my mind yeah oh can i say that sorry <laughs> yeah that's okay yeah nobody nobody calls me alexa i've always gone my mom wanted to name me lexi but lexi is sort of like a nickname so and she did like the name alexa as well so she named me Le like alexa and just everyone calls me lexi nobody really uses my mm, real i don't know that one that was the Amazon Alexa. <laughs> but what was I saying? Yeah, I don't know. And then I, I just keep finding myself with these little nicknames. Nobody calls me with my real name ever, which is so weird. It's like only if I'm in trouble. Like I hear Alexa. Says... No, he just he, he just uses Martin. Like in a an authoritative voice you know he sounds like my dad and i sound exactly the same mm -hmm. i don't know my voice is a little higher but like he will just i don't know i can't do his his dad voice so like when he calls my name it's like wow it's like the end of the world man like <laughs> existential man like oh what's gonna happen just just saying the word martin man, i'm in trouble man. oh no he's in trouble I think because my name is way too long. It's like four names. So like it just takes too much of his time. He's angry. He can't say the full name. Yeah. Your name is even longer? Yeah. Okay, you'll have to tell me that in, in private, not on recording. 
No, so no, I can I can know only, my only I'm the only person in this entire world that has this name. Really? I'm 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 sure. hundred percent. Oh I my mean, goodness. It would be some miracle. It's so so funny. Is this the longest episode you did? How long have we been on? For about uh, an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I am My episode with Kathy was the longest I've ever done. And I had to clip so much out. It was just like, it was, it was just too much. Like, I, it was too much. But this was good. I feel like that's a... This was a good episode, right? It's fantastic. I could have said a lot more things, you know. But, uh, mm -hmm. Maybe you can make like you. I mean, this is like an hour and thirty. Maybe you make maybe like make a two parter, like like a commercial break, and like you can release it, the other part one, the other part like next week or something. That's true. I have to. Oh my gosh. My phone is such a distracting thing for me. I need to just clear all my notifications and like turn it off. So I, I get so distracted. Um, I have to finish writing about the the Lego movie for my, my film class. And, um, talk about the Lego movie and Marxism. I thought that was something you pulled from Twitter. No, that's like real. Your syllabus, I thought you pulled it from Twitter. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I really wish it was. I really wish it was. It's completely real, and I'm like, I'm not having fun. It's horrible. I just wanted to take a cool class. Do you ever... Do you take any uh, fun classes? Or is it all, like, very serious for your, for your degree? I take... I do Synology, China Studies, so... My first, I mean, second year. So I'm in sophomore year. I went to sophomore year, but and uh, uh, it's it's all it's very comprehensive. So I have a linguistics course, sociology, two history courses, one literature course, one business course, and uh, a philosophy course, all about China, mm -hmm. all pertaining to China, and. Uh, I hate literature, Chinese literature. Not that it doesn't have any merit. I mean, it's fantastic. It's just like, we have to learn it in English. Like, we have to read the text and then the professor is going to explain the text in English and we're going to have to write research papers in English about the traditional text from like a thousand years ago, a hundred years ago. My oh favorite my class maybe is... Uh, uh, we have an Eastern European professor. I had them for two classes, for one for philosophy and one for linguistics. And I hated both of them, but I love this professor because he's like, uh, every time he's in the seminar, he's like, he's really, he tries to get us really engaged into the conversation. Like he wants us to really kind of question everything. You know, I guess that's the mantra of philosophy or philosophers, right? To question everything in the pursuit of the theory of knowledge or whatever. Uh, I like that. I don't know if I have any cool classes, though. They're all kind of like, they're all right. What are you exactly studying? 
China studies. So it's like, actually, I don't know. You have, I don't know what that means exactly, but it's pertaining to the field of everything China. So I told you, these are like the modules that I took. And next year I'll be doing, I'll do specifically for like business or like sociology. Uh, I don't want to learn about history. I've learned enough, I think. I don't want to learn about literature because I don't know. I'm, that's not something I'm interested in. Um, is that like linguistics your is like? Hmm? Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you go. No, that's it. I was just saying, like linguistics is great, but it's like it's like a science of the language, and it's just too much for my brain to comprehend. So I'm not going to take it again. Will that be like your degree, like China studies? Is that? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! Do you guys have a different? kind of education system um i go to a foreign university in china okay so it's like yeah but yes there's a different education system i don't know i've never been to a chinese university so i don't know what it's like so here it's like you pick like your major and then i guess like your first year is kind of like you have to take certain classes and then it's electives. like yeah and then your major is like what you'll focus on and like concentrate on so i think i'm technically like an english major and just studying like literature but i don't know if it's like wise I'm, to say where i go to school i wouldn't i i've never <laughs> said like, where i've never told yeah. anyone where i go to school I, I, I can tell you exactly how my school is but i don't want to say yeah i want to give anything away but yes there I, could I, be I ops I don't have any ops, man. You don't? Not that I know of. You know, I, I'm I'm a very diplomatic person. I try to get along with everyone. You're a sweet boy. If, you if do I'm have one. Frannick is an op. He does not like you for some reason. Can you explain? You probably know because I'm not a woman. I'm not a girl, so I I, I, I don't <laughs> think I can ever get as close to him as you. But like, can you understand? Do you think he likes this? What What do you think? Why doesn't he like me? You know, I try to like. I don't know. I mean, I banter with you. him a little bit. I, I I indulge him a little bit, but uh, I sometimes I do generally try to try to talk to him, try to engage with him. Um, I don't like when he tries to give me advice. I mean, it's it's warranted a lot of times when I'm posting degenerate things, and then I understand where he's coming from. But like, yeah, I don't like when he <laughs> posts like uh, therapy. This advice, like he's my mentor, my father, or not even my father, like my uncle or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I sometimes I just <laughs> banter off of him with that, you know, send some image, reply to an image from Twitter or something. <laughs> what he said. You're very good at that. Baby trap, Marty. Something? Yeah. I, I look. I don't know how. I'm not verbose, you know, but but I'm not like. A, I'm, I think I'm well spoken in you know with my tongue, right? But I can't write. I, I'm not a Discord typer, right? I'm not, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know how to make something profound, right, on text. So maybe that's why maybe sometimes I come off as a little bit like uh impressionable or you know, not too smart. <laughs> it's like in, it's endearing. Cause we, we all know you're smart. I know you're smart. I'm not, man. I did the IQ test. I'm remarkably average. Really? I did horrible on the IQ test, actually. 
What, like I was lower than um PZ. And but that made me feel really bad about myself. I mean, can I talk about her a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think she has <laughs> autism, right? She's not neurotypical. So she, she probably has like a high IQ, like like it's up there, like on the the upper percentile. So of course she would have you would have a lower IQ than than PZ. Maybe she has a low <laughs> EQ, which is another thing, you know. I just didn't I, I think it I don't know, I got like a ninety-seven. That's is it which one? Is it the one like the, the one that Kaiser posted where like they have the spatial awareness, spatial IQ or like these three? Like the, the shape rotating? Yeah, that one, that one. Is it I, that one? I Oh my god, I didn't I skipped all of the space the shape rotating ones because I couldn't figure it out. I didn't want to, so I just skipped them all. But um yeah, it was that one. I got a low score on that too. But the one like the official one, like the Mensa one, that one I did, I got like a hundred and ten or hundred and fifteen. Uh so according to that I'm smart. But with that spatial thing, like I, I, I was, yeah, I got like a hundred something. I don't know. It was low, you know, lower than was, I expected. Uh, yeah, I was very humbled by that. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I think you have a high EQ. What's EQ? Emotional quotient. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the word. I think it's it pertains to like uh, how you socialize, like your not your intelligence but like how how you are as a person and how you how you interact with people right mm -hmm. uh, that's something that's an aspect of of yourself that's an aspect of a person that i think it's quite overlooked but it's still important and it determines it determines not yeah an aspect of your intelligence that doesn't pertain to like shapes and like numbers and like logic like these are like the emotional aspect of your intelligence, your emotional intelligence, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you have a high EQ. I think women have on average have a higher EQ. You look at like the, 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 uh, what's that bell curve, the standard deviation, right? Mm -hmm. Like women have a lower standard deviation and IQ than men, right? Men are on average are smarter than women, but like, Oh no, women are average or smarter than men, but like the, the there there are no female geniuses and there are no female imbeciles, right? Mm -hmm. Like the yeah. But I think with the same thing with women, like women have a better EQ than men. Like they have a better they have this very important thing called compassion that a lot of men lack. <laughs> so true. So, uh, have you heard of like um book smart and street smart? Like Yes. A lot of people are, it's good to have like a balance between the two of having some sort of intelligence and some sort of kind of like street smart, like being able to handle your own life. And, but then, you know, there, there's the extremes of like people who cannot communicate at all if it's not some sort of intellectual topic. And then like people who are a little too street smart and can only like, I don't know, like sell heroin, um, I guess would be my examples of that. <laughs> but like, it's, it's good to, drugs. yeah, it, it's good to have that kind of balance of like, know how to present yourself and communicate with people.
I kind of read people. Can you, give, can, can you like uh, give an example, like uh, pertaining to like the hosts of the of the podcast, uh, the Red Scare podcast? Like, how would you describe their their emotion, their intelligent, the qualities of intelligence? Like, I think they have. They're both like a good right in the middle. Like, they know how to like pander to specific people, which is, I think, how they have gained such a good audience and like a very loyal audience of people they know how to like piss enough people off as well like the bad press is good um i don't know i haven't listened to them in like quite a while but i know for me like i enjoyed listening to their more like intellectual kind of things where they would talk about media and like literature and films and i like that sort of aspect and then my brain kind of shuts off when it's anything like political or um that sort of stuff like i don't really care about wars i don't know anything i can't i couldn't really tell you what's going on in ukraine at all honestly they're um, definitely pandering to their their male audience you know their, their specific yeah. set of the audience but they do a good they did a good job with like getting a female and a male audience of like the right the right topics the right things to say how would you describe the male audience like their demographic i i don't know my reference is the discord and i don't know any guys who kaiser he said he listens to i think he's an og listener of the uh of the podcast I've actually organically met like people who listen to Red Scare. Um, and this was kind of, I was, I was using, I was in like the online spaces. Um, and then someone had told me that they were doing a screening of the scary of 61st in my area. So I went with a friend that I worked with. She was like two, three years younger than me. And I worked with her at Brandy Melville and um, I was like, I feel like you would like this podcast. You should listen to it. And she kind of became indoctrinated, um, which I feel bad for um, Uh-oh. because she's just like young and impressionable. And I'm like, I don't know, we like I'm not that much older than her, but she's like in high school and I'm like, hey, you should listen to this. Um, but I took her and we went to see the movie and we were outside and we ended up finding these like people who asked her for a cigarette <laughs> and like she does not look like a teenager she did she's not a teenager anymore but she did not look like a teenager like she's beautiful tall blonde and these guy like this guy came over and was like do you have us an extra cigarette and we like started talking and then talking about the podcast and more people kind of came over and they were like oh do you want to go to this bar with us so we did and they one of the guys was like quite um insufferable I would say he was definitely like a come town guy um but then the other one that I met was like he was so cool like he had been listening for like since the beginning um he worked with this very like prominent famous artist and he had a cool job he he just knew cultural things he knew about good literature and I was so enamored with him and obsessed. Like I could just listen to him for hours and he was very much too old for me, but I had a, a really big crush on him for a while. Um, that kind of fizzled, but 
he was just literally one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life. Um, so and he was a Red Scare listener. Yeah. And I, I like asked him like, oh, do you like use any of the, I wondered if he was like maybe a poster and he was like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh, okay. Never mind. So I think there's um, some cool people out there. Maybe there's like a disconnect between like the engaging part of the community and like passive listeners. Those are like maybe two different kind of people. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think the even like the Reddit, from my understanding, it's like it's not even about because there was a this thing someone posted that like a New York Times person was writing an article about the subreddit. And um they were someone was like, we should lock this all down. Um, but I don't even think it's necessarily about the podcast. It's just like this hub of people with similar viewpoints and interests where they can communicate and that's how these like online spheres have formed maybe this is the answer to the earlier question of like how we all get along like i think we've all a lot of people just go there because they know they can say these things and not pass judgment or like have judgment passed against them if that i don't know no for sure uh, I'm there because if I say this in real life, people will just n not even judge me. They'll just be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You're speaking another language, man. Yeah. Sounds like Greek, you know? Uh, I feel like I had a choice like to like not be part of this. Like, like I could have, not saying I, not, not I'm talking about the regrets, but like there was a point in my life where I could just not. And now it's the point of no return where like, not saying this is part of my personality, but like it has become part of my life where like this is part of my knowledge of like the world, right? And I can translate that to people in my life now in China. So. Mm -hmm. I, I know that there's other people out there and probably like more people near me that I could find, but I just, I'm so comfortable with like how I can have this separation of like, I don't know, being online and being normal in real life or trying to come across normal. I'm just not like, I can't talk about, I can't talk about half the shit that I talk about, like with a regular day-to-day -day person. Like I would get canceled. Um, For what? What, what opinions do you have to cancel? <laughs> They're not bad. Uh, I mean, it's just like, certain certain things i think like i wouldn't be able to you know communicate that without some stares i probably am like i don't know i was listening back to some of our what we were saying on when we were recording at like 5 a.m and i was like oh wow i really hope like i really hope this is okay and this passes like that kind of stuff i can't really talk about like, I can't really say that sort of thing. I can't, um, you know, say retard if I'm just out with my friends. They would be like, what? You can't say that, Lexi. Uh, which I, I don't know. That's like a stupid thing for me to bring up as like a negative thing. If anything that could translate what I've gained from this community is like how I 
maybe change my language. You know, I, I've become more polit politically correct after being part of this community in my real life. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't assume people's pronouns, you know, I'll say like, uh, oh, who are they? Or say, oh, my friends coming up. Oh, who are they? I wouldn't, you know, immediately assume their pronouns or like uh, someone, some, you know, it's China. A lot of people are into rap, you know? A lot of people are very free about how they they can say their thing. So, wh yeah. when, when they when 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 that when a slur comes out, I'm like, hey man, I'm not sure we can say this right now. You're gonna be like, no, we're in China. We can say whatever we want. We're not in New York. We're not in Harlem. We're not in Queens. We can say it, man. We're in China. And then, uh... <laughs> oh my God, and, that <laughs> that reminds me of my Italian friend. She's like my best friend. Um, but. She would always say Moulinian. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And it would just come up and like we would like I don't know, it would just always come up and then I started to kind of say it. And one day I was like, oh, what does this like mean? Because she would she would say like little Italian words and I would start to pick them up and we like we had this kind of like bit we would always do and like we would call each other her like grandparents' names. So like she would call me Rita. Um and like it was just like call me thing. by your grandma's name <laughs> it was just like we would, we would do these little bits and then i would pick up these italian like little little words from her and that's one that really stuck and i was like oh what does this mean and she's like oh it just means like eggplant like it's just like a term and i'm like oh okay cool and i'm just like saying and saying and someone goes lexi do you know what that means and i'm like no um and then they tell me and i'm like oh shit okay <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I, I guess it does technically mean eggplant, right? Uh, you ever, yeah. ever seen True Romance? I haven't actually. Oh, okay. There's a scene that pertains to what we're talking about. Oh. But uh, I don't think anyone in Italy says melanzane, like eggplant, to, to use in that way. Uh, I think it's like a southern Italian thing. But even then, so like, I don't think they use that in, in Southern Italy. Like there's a huge disconnect between the Italian Americans and the, uh, and the American, uh, the Italian Italians. So I think it, Italy has become quite PC, but these Italian Americans, they stay true to their, <laughs> to their roots. Like they haven't abandoned their, uh, their language. So... It's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a language, it's their heritage, right? These are Italian words, right? It's an Italian community. You use those those words. Oh my god, so funny. Do you have any uh, fun like um, you know Chinese bad words? Sorry, Mandarin bad words. Oh my god. Uh, Chinese. Okay. Mandarin is a Chinese language. Okay. Do you have any fun um, like bad words in Mandarin that you say? Uh, no, actually, don't. I don't. Huh. I don't swear in Chinese. Really? I don't swear. Uh, but a lot of people like to say the F word, like the equivalent of the F word, or like F your mother, you know, mm -hmm. or just, or like another form of the F word. Uh, I don't want to say it on, on the podcast. <laughs> Try to keep okay. things clean. I have nice. one of my friends taught me a thing Lego fi. 
Cantonese. Yeah. I don't speak Cantonese. Um. <laughs> what does it mean? Go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I probably heard that once somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I, th- I didn't know. Lomo. What I... You know that. I don't know what that means. Yule Lomo. And you're uh, Cantonese is it's it's a free you know, it's free game to speak Cantonese. I'm not gonna you know, it's not my mm-hmm. language. Uh, Lomo. What's the one you said? Fai. and then there's also Guailo, which is what you are. You know what that means? What? I guess an equivalent would be like a cracker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's worse. It's 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 a real. It's an actual slur. I, I don't think there are any slurs for white people in the English language, right? But in yeah, Cantonese, Cantonese, yeah, you you call someone a Guailo. I mean, now it's become like part of the culture. Like it's maybe kind of endearing like the n word with the soft a you know like that like my guaylo <laughs> so like all my friends like all you white people from discord all of you guys are my guaylos you know oh my god uh, it it literally translates to white um white ghost and in chinese culture ghosts are, are more or less demons so yeah you're like a white devil Oh my god. Oh my god. Horrible. That's so funny. No, it's fun. It's fun. Now it's fun. You can say it. You tell Guaylo. Uh, well, yeah, you go to Hong Kong, you go to a white guy, you go to British guy, hey you guaylo, and the guy will laugh. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this when I when I come to Shanghai. No, but they back. don't speak Cantonese there, they speak Mandarin. Oh shit. Okay. No, I'm not going to teach you any bad words uh, in China. I don't want you to get in any trouble, you know. I used to, my phone wallpaper used to be this like chart and it was a bunch of um, Russian bad words. So it would say like the English one, how to actually pronounce it and then like the spelling. And I would like use that as a reference point just for fun. Oh my gosh, Chinese Instagram. Oh, yeah. Look, can you you, uh, post? I haven't used it in a couple weeks, but uh, for the listeners, you want to talk about Chinese Instagram a bit? Because you, um, sure. you helped last, me with uh, it. Last topic. Last little topic. So um, you have to use a VPN for things. Can you t- let's let's hear this. Yeah, this is messed up. After I'm like in between Discord and Tencent meeting and like Instagram and Chinese Instagram. Um. Did you change your name? The one I suggested? Oh, no, I forgot my my thing wasn't accurate. Because you use Wutong, which is like common, which is like, I guess, normal, but not like, not normal, I guess, what you mean, but it's like everyone else. But, but you just told me like, you don't, you want to be like everyone else, but you want to be yourself normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So use a word that I, I said, sure. I will. Um, so you guys don't get Instagram, right? No. Uh, but a lot of Chinese users do use Instagram. I don't know exactly what for. I'm not in the Chinese sphere of... Um, I guess a lot of overseas Chinese and Chinese people who have access to Instagram use it 
for like political means, you know, try to get the message about what's happening in China, especially during COVID and like try to project like what's happening, give a better sense of what's happening on the ground to like the outside world, because, you know, the internet is like a, a sea. It's really hard to filter through what's everything. So a lot of people just try to share that to the outside world, but also share it within themselves because it's not censored. Um, Chinese social media is like a swamp. It exists outside of the world ecosystem, right? If the, if the internet is a sea, Chinese Instagram, Chinese social media is like a swamp or like a lagoon somewhere. Mm. And uh, yeah, so people go there to like make complaints against the government whatever strides they have and try to show what they can't show in China than they showed on Instagram or Facebook. Facebook's great. It's a wild West there, man. It's you get like the wildest things uh, mm-hmm. like, like Deng, sorry, like, like Sproke Lore, like Deng, but like the opposite, like a Chinese guy who idolizes America and like hates China. And then just like, I don't know. It's amazing. Um, sorry. What was your question? Like, so you have um, the Chinese Instagram, which is, what does it translate to? A little Red Book, which comes from the uh, Mao's little, the name of Mao's most famous uh, work, his collection of his works called Mao's Little Red Book. Mm-hmm. I think it's quotations from Mao Zedong. And just a collection of his speeches or his writings very short i don't know why it's called that i guess mm-hmm. it's a nice name it doesn't have to do anything with mount Zedong. i guess it's i guess it's just catchy because it's such a prolific book um i i from my understanding you say it's chinese instagram i thought it was more like chinese pinterest the first time i looked at it right mm-hmm. way it, it does it, seem like pinterest like the platform, like the user experience, you kind of scrolling through images that, because Instagram is like one by one, right? The feed is one mm-hmm. image, one post at a time, but like on Chinese Instagram, on Xiaohongshu, it's like four at a time and you scroll. And then what else? Is there, are you ever, what was Pinterest? How do you describe Pinterest? Pinterest is very, it's, it, the whole app reminds me of like if Pinterest and Instagram and like Tumblr had a baby. Yes. More, I guess I would say Tumblr because of like the aesthetics, Pinterest because of like the user, like the layout of discovering posts, and Instagram for like sharing posts. I guess um, that's kind of how I saw it described. Like I, I saw it described on Twitter as like Chinese Instagram, and then um, this writer I really like started like saying that he was using Chinese Instagram. So I was like, I'm gonna find it, figure it out, and then I started talking to you about it. Um, what did the writer say? He was uh, talking about how he, how he would post pictures of his ex-girlfriend on Chinese Instagram and they would blow up because she was so beautiful. She's such a beautiful girl. I thought that was so cute. And I was like, oh, what is Chinese Instagram? And a lot of like the Miladies were talking about Chinese Instagram as well. 
so Those I just people be... scare me. I, I know I know <laughs> our friend Ricky's into, but she's fine. I, I guess I don't know. I, I guess my lack of knowledge, like it's very obscure to me. But like sometimes mm -hmm. it becomes scary. You know? Sometimes it becomes racist, and then uh, yeah, and I just filter that out. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's intense. I I have a lot of them on my my Twitter. I think I don't know why, but um, it's just kind of another like it's like weird subculture of the internet i mean it's blowing up again maybe i should i mean invest in it you know i have i forget the house man maybe i should invest in milady you know like like one just all, hedge all my bets on one milady yeah don't buy property in a beautiful country just buy an nft i think that's a good idea are you uh gonna buy a house soon is that your plan yeah, the plan is uh, to buy the house. And, uh, I was really lucky. Mm -hmm. uh, for everyone to know, it, I had this accident. I almost died. And the and person who caused the accident, the person had uh, great insurance. So lucky it was not a hit and run. I was lucky I survived. I was lucky <laughs> this person had insurance. Mm -hmm. And lucky they had great insurance. So it was enough for me to buy a house. So the wise decision would be to invest in property. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't know, man. Like, what would I do? I would gamble it all away or hedge it on a NFT or buy fireball bottles at the bar for everyone every weekend or something like that. Yeah, you're being, making a very is, good this, decision. I got very lucky to make a to make one of the first good decisions in my life. So I will uh, just do that and get it over with. Yeah, it's sad that the circumstances are sad, but you over, you, you've survived. Yes. You get something good out of it. Great, I have something, I'm, I'm like, it's like I won the lottery, like, I don't know, I'm fine now. It's like, it's, it's a lifetime ago, you know, so. Yeah. And you'll be able to have all your friends over one day. Yeah, I can. I made too many promises. I said, yeah, this summer, come to my uh, lake house or come to my Alp my cabin in the woods. I was like, I don't even have it yet. <laughs> <laughs> soon. You will soon. And I'll have to take you up on the offer one time when I leave, when I go to Europe. What did I say? I said... Uh said uh you wake up or i'll wake up you can I'll, you can accompany me to the um walk to the bakery fresh open at six we're gonna have to fight you know in line with the other nonnas you know in the line the other grandmas you know they're mm -hmm. eager they're gonna get all the good stuff first you know <laughs> we'll get the scraps you know we'll get uh some pastries we'll get some cold cuts some cheeses uh on the way there's this hatchery this like uh egg they just leave it in a box and you put the money and then you take the eggs mm -hmm. italy is a high trust society so we're using twitter a lot uh and then we'll go have breakfast uh i don't know do whatever i'll mow the grass do some gardening 
and we'll have lunch. I'll make some pasta, some salad, some wine. Then after lunch, we'll go to the lake, sleep under the sunbeam, go for a swim, maybe go for a hike. Near the lake, there's a nice hiking spot. When it gets sunset, uh, maybe I'll have a beer or, or an Aperol Spritz. You like Aperol Spritz, right? Yeah, yeah I love nice them. There's a nice bar right there. We, we'll have Spritz at, at, the, at the lake. You know? uh, I'll make a barbecue in the evening, uh, watch the stars, and uh, yeah, let's do it over again you know, for the whole summer. That's the perfect life. I'm really lucky. Oh, it's been so fun talking to you. Pleasure's the same. I think this I think is a this that's is the a... first time we actually had a conversation. Uh, yeah, it's a good one on one. This was lovely. I think this is a great much. little happy ending. For letting me be a, a guest, you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a great esteem of high honor, you know, to be a guest <laughs> on your podcast, you know. Oh my gosh, stop it. I mean, to be compared to like the previous guests, you know, Kathy, uh, Notorious Vranek, like, you know, I can't compete with that. that. That's a banger of an episode, man. Nothing will ever top that. <laughs> no, you are so special. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on and spending your morning with me. Pleasure. I hope you get Looking some forward. sleep, though. Uh, no, I'm going to stay awake. I have to play squash in a couple of hours. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, maybe I'll take a nap then. But then I have to play chess again with my friend. He wants to do squash and chess every day until I leave. No time to sleep. <laughs> You'll sleep at the lake. Yeah, I'm leaving. That, that's a scam. You can't, like, compound or, like, save your sleep for another... The sleep is gone. My sleep is gone for the rest of my life. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for um for coming on. It's been lovely. All right. Bye, Marty. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. I wish I was special. You're so fucking special. But I'm a 